Acts chapter number, I actually muted myself. I think I was on the whole entire time. I hope y'all muted me while I was singing, because that may not be a pretty thing. So, uh, Acts, uh, not Acts, why did I say Acts? First John, First John, I'm sorry, I was, I'm in too much of a role like that. First uh, John chapter number four, First John chapter number four, sorry about that. When, you were, when we were in the books of Acts for so long, uh, that's just what comes out of my mouth. So, First John chapter number four, First John chapter number four. Hang myself over here with this mic. First John chapter number four. Uh, if you don't know where First John is, uh, you can actually start in the back of your Bible. That's probably the easiest place to start. Go Revelation, Jude, Third John, Second John, then get to First John. So First John chapter number four. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, please let me know. I will get you a Bible. Um, once you be able to see God's word for yourself here uh, this morning. But if you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We'll put it up here on the screen for you. So First John. Uh, chapter number four. So if you're either looking at it in your Bible or now looking at it at the screen, first, uh, first John chapter four, verse seven, if you are there, say, I'm there. Here we go. It says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Here's a section of Scripture we're going to be looking at today. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Verse 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And then we pick up where we've, where we've already talked about in the couple, past couple weeks. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. We have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. He enters our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. He that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he that loveth God love his brother also. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much for just what you've been doing in the midst of us over the past several weeks. Uh, Lord, as we looked at this section of scripture in detail, and, and, and first of all, Lord God, that we recognize that you loved us before we loved you. It started with you. It was an act that you, you gave to us, that you loved us before we ever even thought about loving you. So, Lord, in light of that love, Lord God, that it's isn't a reactionary love, because of the love you show to us, Lord God, then in turn, we love you because of the love you've shown to us. But, Lord God, as we looked at last week, Lord, that, that, is a, that as we love you and you love us and that, that relationship is going on, that there's a flow out from that, our love for other people. And so, Lord God, as we look at this a little bit more detail, a little closer today, Lord God, I just pray, 
you would continue to mold us and shape us, Lord God, change us. I know there's a lot of people in this room, Lord God, that don't like change, but Lord, growth only happens when something changes. Lord, I want to grow to become more like your son, Jesus. We pray all these things in your wonderful name. Let us have open hearts, open minds, open ears, open eyes, Lord God, to whatever you have to show us. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, let's go back to um, uh, verse number uh, 11, because this is kind of where we're going to be uh, really focusing on today. It says, Beloved, verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know that we, know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Um, put, go ahead and put the title up. Put the title up for the message today. The title of the message today is How to Love Everyone. Say it with me. How to Love Everyone. Now, that sounds great in principle, right? <laughs> that sounds great in principle. That we are, we are, we are, obviously, we're supposed to love every single person. But let's be honest. That is sometimes hard in practice. Say amen. Okay? I've heard this before. Well, I love everybody, but I don't like everyone. (laughs) Okay? But we are are called to love everyone. Love everyone. But that can be a challenge sometimes. That can be a challenge sometimes. You know, how how do I love the person that wronged me? How do I love the person that talks bad about me? How do I love the person that's spreading rumors about me? How do I love the person that said one thing to my face but said something else to somebody else? How do I love that person? How do I love them? You know what, I, Buchanan, I love them very much. I hope they, hope they die, but I love them. <laughs> I, I've never said that. <laughs> I guess y'all are laughing because y'all have. I don't know. But, but we're, we're, we're supposed to love everyone. Well, let's be honest. That's hard. Say amen. That's hard. It's okay. Let me say it. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to love everyone. To love everyone. So how do we do it? How do we do it? Because clearly from Scripture, it's our responsibility to love everyone. We can't pick and choose, right? As Christians, we're supposed to love everyone. Say amen. We're supposed to love everyone. Well, how do we do that? How do we do that? To me, that's really hard and difficult. So we're going to kind of see, like, we're going to look and see how, do, how does this happen. So here, so let, let's go to verse 11 again. It says, Beloved, okay, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So one thing we need to learn is the reason why we can love somebody else is because God loved us. Okay, so we can love somebody else because God loved us. We'll look at that a little bit more. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelt in us, and his love is perfecting us. We'll look at that a little bit in another verse. Okay, hereby we know that, that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. That's another thing we'll look at. And then finally, for we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Now, let's go, let's go to an extreme. Let's go to an extreme. When it comes to loving people, let's go to an extreme. Because Jesus specifically told um, his disciples and anybody else that was listening that he said, you know what, I want you to love everyone. But he was really, really specific 
and who he wanted us to love. He went to an extreme. And so let's look at that. What's my, my, my next verse up here? Somewhere in the Gospels, I think. Did I give it to you? The next verse? Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. There you go. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, here we go. Luke 6, Luke 6. I know I skipped something. I know I did. It's okay. Just follow me. Here we go. Follow me right off a cliff. All right, so here we go. Luke 6, 27. This is Jesus. But I say unto you which hear, love your, what's that next word? Enemies. Ooh, that looks extreme. This looks extreme, okay? I mean, I'm fine loving everyone, but love my enemies. Do good to them which what? Hate you. Okay, let's keep on going. Verse 28. Bless them that what? Curse you. And pray for them that what? Despitefully what? Use you. Well, let's stop for just a second. I don't like these verses. <laughs> I don't like these verses. So, 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 so Jesus, you expect me to, to love my enemies, to do good to them that hate me, to bless them that curse me, and to pray for them that use me. Jesus, you want me to do this. Like, are you sure, Jesus, like, I, I mean, there's this, this, this section of people that they're, they're not easy to love, but they're somewhat easy to love because they're not like terrible, horrible people to me. But then there's this other group, Jesus, that, you know what, they are my enemies. They do curse me. They do use me. They do all these things. And you want me to love them? Let's be honest. This sounds like, this sounds like a hard saying that Jesus is saying. Like, you want me to love my enemies, pray for them, and bless them, and, and all that kind of stuff? That's verse 29. Now, it gets, now he gives us examples how we do this. And unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also what? The other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. So if somebody steals your clothing, give him another piece of your clothing too. Verse 30. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. So even if somebody asks you something, you're supposed to give it to them. And if they take it, you don't even ask to ask for it back. Verse 31. And as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Now here, I, I, I get that, Jesus. I understand what you're saying, but I'm not mean like those other people. <laughs> Like, yeah, I understand, but, but I would never expect someone to do that. For, I would never expect somebody to do that for me. So why would, I, this is, ah, verse 32. For if you love them, this is really interesting. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. What he's basically saying is it's easy to love somebody that loves you. It's really easy to do that, right? I have no problem loving my wife. Say amen, husbands. <laughs> now, not my wife, okay? Your wife, all right? Just making sure we're clear here, all right? I have no problem loving my wife. And the reason is because maybe nobody else feels this way, but she really thinks a lot of me too, <laughs> right? There we go, all right. Just making sure. So, it's, so it's, it's easy for me to love her. It's easy for her to love, because we love one another, right? 
But here's the deal. That regardless, regardless if we're saved or not, that's what he's saying. Like, look, it's easy. It's easy for somebody who doesn't know Christ to love a spouse. Or the, does that make sense? To love people that love them. Okay, let's keep on going. Verse 33. If you do good to them, which do good to you, what think of you? For sinners also even do the same. Like if somebody does something good, you know, you, you, somebody does something nice for you, then you want to in turn do that. You know, maybe you, you, maybe you buy somebody's meal and, and they say, hey, I'll get you the next time. Right? Well, it's easy for me to pay for the person's meal who paid for mine. Right? So it's easy for me to, and so if somebody does good to me, I want to return the favor. And somebody shows love to me, I want to love them back. But even sinners do that. Even sinners do that, verse 34. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what think of ye? For sinners also lend to sinners and receive as much again. Well, that's easy because obviously it's easy for me to give money to somebody who I know will pay me back. Right? It's easy to do that. It's easy for, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loan you some money. Here's $200. And, and, but it's easy for me to lend that $200 when another person's actually going to give me back that $200. Okay, so that's what it's saying. Sinners do that. They lend to sinners and, and hope to receive, okay? Verse 34. Verse 35, excuse me. But love ye your, what? Enemies. And do good. And lend. Hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest. For, look at this. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. This is important here. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Also is merciful. Now here's what, this, these two verses kind of threw me off a little bit. Because it, 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 it seems like it's directed, it's, it's, it's all directed towards we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to do this and we need to do that. And then it transitions. And it talks about, okay, you need to do all these things not from the standpoint of what, what somebody else has done for you in, 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 the, in, the, in the case of other people. But you should do this in light of what Christ has done for you. Okay, now let's go back to verse 35, and then I'll go, go, give you another verse. This will make, hopefully make all sense to you. Okay? For he is kind on the unthankful and to the evil. Verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Now, here was the aha moment for me. Here was the aha moment for me. Is the next, next one a Romans verse? Put this Romans verse up. Romans 5.10. Romans 5.10. For if, when we were what? Enemies. For if, when we were what? Enemies. We were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Here was the aha moment. Here was the aha moment. How can we love our enemies? How can we love our enemies? You know where I'm going here. Here's why. Because we were an enemy ourselves. We were an enemy ourselves. Now you're like, what do you mean I'm an enemy? Okay, let me help you with this. All right? Before you accept Christ, 
Before you accept Christ, okay, you're either for him or you're against him. All right? Now, when you accept Christ and you put your faith and trust in him, you're for him. But before you accept Christ, you are now what? Against him. Don't, 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 don't lose me here, okay? Okay, the, you're all like, no, Buchanan. Read the verse. We were enemies. We were enemies. Uh, you, 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 you won't like to hear this, but, but the Bible talks about that, that, that the unsaved, that, that we, 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 are, we are sons of the devil. <laughs> okay? We're a child of the devil. That when we're, when we're unsaved, when we're unsaved, when we have not put our faith and trust in Jesus, we do what our flesh is, is, is wanting us to do, and we are, are condemned, we are headed to hell, and we are, we are enemies of God. And that's what our state was, that we were enemies of God. But because of Christ, because of Christ, we now become, become a friend of God. We're no longer enemies. And here's the deal. Why are you yet sinners? Okay, no, 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 no. Why, yes. While you're yet sinners, Christ died for you. While you're yet enemies, he loved you anyways. Now, why am I saying all this? Why am I saying all this? Okay, let's go back to, let's go back to uh, 1 John 4. 1 John 4. Beloved, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to what? Love one another. How do we love somebody else? How do we love our enemies? How do we love those people that curse us? How do we love those people that despitefully use us? How do we love those people? You love them. Here's how you love them. Because God loved you when you despitefully used him. God loved you when you cursed him. God loved you when you were far from him. God loved you. Let me help you with this. And and this is something I always have to remind myself. Is that I didn't deserve Christ. I don't deserve heaven. I don't. It's only because it's only because of his of his mercy and grace. It's nothing that I do. It's all because of what God does. So because of his mercy and his grace. That's what it says in, in um, Luke. Luke at the end of Luke it says, "Be uh, be merciful to them as God has been merciful to you." And here's and I know people say, "Well, you know, you got, you got to love them like Jesus. You got to love them like Jesus." That's true. You do have to love them like Jesus. Here's what's really cool about this whole thing we're talking about is that's the only way you can love certain people is through Jesus. And I'm not trying to be ugly about that. I'm not trying to be funny. Like literally, you... Oh, man, this is great. This is great. Okay? Verse 12. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is what? perfected in us or made complete in us in that okay as 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 god loved us we ought to love one another no man has seen god any time if we love one another god dwelleth in us then that completes the love okay well here's verse 13 hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his what spirit spirit Okay, we already talked about this before, and we said this a couple different times in the verse. God is love. Nobody knows love unless you know God. Say amen. Okay, you don't. Let me help you with this. You're incapable of love. 
Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this a little bit too. Is all right, sinners, he said sinners and all that kind of stuff. I cannot express true love to Katie unless I know Christ. Because I don't understand love. Fruit of the Spirit, first fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you love your enemies? Pray for those that, that curse you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that spitefully use you. How do you do all that kind of stuff? You can't. You can't. But God can. God can. Not in your ability. Not in your power. Here's where I've been struggling with a lot. I, I don't know about you, but I'm one that I'm a fixer. How many fixers we got in here? How many fixers? I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. I'm a, I don't know what's going on, so let's try something else, okay? And, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to love them. Oh, man, it's hard. Difficult. I love you, man. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that. Don't, don't act like, like <laughs> you know there's people that when you get around them, there's like bitterness that comes up in you. Like, you're like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to die. Maybe maybe that was a little much earlier, okay? But if you have some physical harm that comes to you that's not to death, I'm okay with that too, okay? All right? You got that bitterness in you. And you're like going, how do I do this? What am I going to do? You can't do it on your own. You can't conjure up the ability. You can't be like, I'm going to try harder, okay? I don't know about you. The harder I try to love somebody, the harder it is because the more irritating they get. I'm being way too transparent right here, okay? Stop with the halos. Get your halos off. Act like you actually know what I'm talking about. Like some of you are like, I'm saying all this, and you're like, I know that person you're talking about, Buchanan, but I don't want to laugh because I don't want you to think I like that. Whatever, okay. So, but you can't do it. You can't do it. It is only through his spirit that you can do that. It's only through his spirit that you can do that. You can show that love, and, and, and it's from the outflow of the love you've experienced from God. Because as God shows his love to you, as you understand his grace, his mercy, as you understand that you know what, he should have put us away a long time ago. He should have been done with us a long time ago. I don't know about you, I'll look back on my life and go, if I was anybody but God, I would have given up on Buchanan a long time ago. But he didn't. He kept being patient. He kept being forgiven. He kept being merciful. He kept being kind. He kept doing all these things when I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. And let me, uh, this is great. You know, the person you, you consider your enemy or the person that curses you or the person that despitefully uses you, let me help you this. They don't deserve your love either. They don't deserve it. But neither did we. And so because of what he is, the love he's shown to us, I can love somebody else. I can love somebody else. I have the ability to love somebody else. Regardless of what they've done to me, I can love them. I can love them. And here's the, maybe this is the aha moment. Maybe I, I've said it, I've, I've tried to say it so, so many different ways. But if the only reason why you love them is because of God's love for you, that's okay. It may be just from that, you know, I'm going to love them because God loved me. And here's what's really cool about this. That probably should be your primary motivation. Because of the, the love that God has shown to me, I can easily show love to somebody else. Last verse. Last verse. Here's why this is so important. Here's why this is so important. 
A new commandment. This is Jesus talking again. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now, don't get caught up in that word commandment. We're going to deal with the word commandment next week, all right? Because some of us get all weirded out when we hear that word commandment. Like, it, okay, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as what? I have loved you. Okay? Don't love them the way your flesh wants to love somebody. You love them how God loves you. That ye also love one another. Here's, this is why this is so important in our lives and really important from the standpoint of our witness. Verse 35. By this, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. I think what's really interesting about that, he didn't say by your preaching. He didn't really even say this, by your serving. He didn't say from the standpoint of really anything, quote unquote, that we, that we do or, or act or whatever like that. He said it's all going to be based on how you love somebody else, whether they know if you're disciples. Here's what's really interesting, and I'm not to say that we're having issues or problems in this, same, in this situation, but it's, it's so funny to me that, that when, as a witness to the rest of the world and the community, that sometimes the, the very people we can't get along with are the people we go to church with. And here's what's really interesting. Hopefully, this is, this, this is not reality, but hopefully that we all understand this, that, that, that what should, that we should be able to show the most love in this place is because that hopefully majority of the people in this place are saved and know Jesus. And so they've, felt, they, they've experienced the love, and so it should be easy for us to love one another in here. And, and I hope that's the case for this church. But let's be honest, if you've been in churches before, is that always the case? Say no. No, it's not. Now, what is that a witness to the rest of the world? That if we can't even love one another inside the church, how well can we love people outside the church? But how we express our love to one another, how, we can, how, how it is that we can love our enemies, how we, can, how we can bless people that curse us and pray for people that despitefully use us, and, how, and, when, and when somebody wrongs us, we, we, we're, we're able to say, okay, uh, you know, hey, I, I gave them this, and they didn't give me anything in return, or they took something from me, and I just said, hey, if you're going to take this, take everything else, and if they're trying to harm me, well, you know what? If that's what you want to do, I'll just turn the other cheek. Here we go. You can harm that one too. That's a different posture from the standpoint of what we're expressing to this world. Do you know what? We're going to love you. We're going to love you. And it's not because of, and, and, and so much time our love, it, it, and, and so it's cool how this says this, and so much time our love is expressed as a reaction, a reaction to somebody else's love they show to us. But here, no, this is great. You all know the difference between being proactive and reactive? You know the difference between that? Okay. Okay. Reactive is, okay, if, if um, let's see here. Reactive. Um, let's say, Riley, where you at, buddy? Hey, buddy. Okay. All right. So, so we, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, he plays baseball. So we're going to throw baseball together. All right. Now, if he throws the baseball <laughs> at me, <laughs> I got a choice to make. <laughs> right. I can either let it hit me. <laughs> 
By the way, one of the Braves players, you see that, Brad, one of the plays, bunting, bam, bam. Okay, all right, sorry. That was a hard thing for me. Braves fan, okay, all right. So, um, so I, I can decide, all right? I can decide to, okay, whenever it comes, I'll maybe miss it or maybe throw my glove up or whatever like that. Let's just say this. He throws a ball at me, and I'm just, like, waiting to see where it's going to go. All right, that would be reactive. Now, proactive would be me going and getting my glove, holding it up, <laughs> ready to receive it, okay? Does that make sense? All right. Now, that was a bad illustration, okay? So let's not, let's take it off the table. But reactive is, okay, um, 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 basically, as the circumstances change, I'm going to react to those circumstances. Being proactive is saying, okay, I'm going to make an active step and a decision over here to, to make this better or different or whatever it may be, okay? Our, 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 our love so many times is so reactive. If someone shows love to me, then I'll show love to them. But that's not what God said. God said, I showed love to you, now go show love to somebody else. And here's what's really cool. Here's what's really cool. This is great. Last verse. Last verse. Verse 14 in 1 John. 1 John 4. And we have seen and do. What's the next word? And we have. Okay, sorry. 1 John 4, verse 14. I'll go to this one. Here we go. All right. For we have seen and do what? Testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. That our love for somebody else is a testimony of who Jesus is. You ever think about that? Uh, this is the, the, y'all probably heard this before, and it sounds cliche, but, but people say, you know, th- you may be the only Christ that anybody ever sees. Like, majority of the time, people are determining who, what they think about Christ by how his Christians act. I've had so many people, not so many people, I shouldn't say so many people, but I've heard it before that, you know what, I would go to church, but I just can't go to church because it seems like what they say they believe and how they act don't line up. And I don't want to go to church with a bunch of what? Hypocrites, right? Now here's what I say, we've got room for one more. Because <laughs> we're all hypocrites, right? We're all hypocrites. But here's the deal, like, if we really want to, if we really want to have a testimony, if we really want to bring people to Christ, we have to express Christ-like love. We have to. Uh, Tori McBrayer, this is my last thing, and then we'll be done. Tori McBrayer um, has, has had the privilege of leading three people to Christ in the past two months. And I called her. I called her. I said, look, you're going after it. You're, you, now, there may be more people in this, in this church that are leading a bunch of people to Christ. I don't know about it. Please tell me. That would be awesome. I mean, I had somebody on Wednesday night come up to me and said, you know what, Buchanan, I've never shared my story before, but this week I shared my story with two people, and I was like, yes, that's awesome, <laughs> okay? But she's, 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 she's led three people to Christ. And I asked her, how, do you, how are you able to do that? Like, what happened? Here's the two things she told me. Two things she told me, okay? One is, she said, first of all, I started to look at people differently. I st- and, and not just that, I started looking, but also I understood from the standpoint of just my love for God and His love for me. And, and when I started doing that, I started, I started looking at these people and said, you know what, I love these people, so I need to share the gospel with them. This is not, this is, I'm not making this stuff up. Ask her yourself, please, okay? Like that is literally her first thing. She said, first of all, I, I, I was all about my, God's love for me and changing that perspective and all that kind of stuff. The other thing she said, she said, why I've been successful with it. Is I've just been following the Holy Spirit. 
And when the Holy Spirit told me to go talk to that person, guess what I did? I went and talked to them, and they got saved. So here, what, what is so interesting, on her success from the standpoint of, of, of winning people to Christ, the primary two factors that were the biggest is, one, just from the standpoint of understanding her, that God's love for her, and in turn, the love she should have for other people, and the other side of it is just following the Holy Spirit in expressing that love by sharing the gospel with them. Isn't that cool? Like, that's awesome. And you're like, Buchanan, it's got to be more than that. Does it really have to be more than that? Does it really have to be more than that? Uh, let me ask this question. How many of y'all sometimes you can't get out of your own head? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, sometimes I can't get out of my own head because I overthink things. Any overthinkers here? All right, all right. Now we're getting some, some, somewhere. We're about to have a revival right now. I can just feel it, okay? I'm an overthinker. I can't sometimes get out of my own head. Let me help you with this. I sometimes overthink myself out of not doing what I'm supposed to do. Anybody else with me? Come on. It's all right. We're getting healing. Okay, here we go. All right? Sometimes I do that. And so I think about, is it the right time? Is it this? Is it that? And I think about all these different factors and put out all these different, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a worst-case scenario thinker. Anybody like that? All right? Okay? Like, if I share the gospel with somebody, they're going to physically harm me. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. All right? But we, we do that, but sometimes we just got to get our, out of our own head. It's simple. It's simple. You really want to know how to love people? You really want to know how to love people? One, understand God's love for you. And two, follow the Holy Spirit. Do what he tells you to do. It's really that simple, and I think that's what's for me, and this is kind of a newsflash, I guess, a little bit, is in some ways we try to complicate everything, we try to complicate the Christian life, when it really, all it comes down to, let me simplify it really, really easy for you. And we've looked at the verse so many different times, but you know what it comes down to? What, is our, what, what are we supposed to do as Christians? Buchanan, if you could just simplify it all down to whatever it's supposed to be, here it is, love God and love people. Love God and love people. And we'll talk next week how that's really all it comes down to. But here's the thing. Simplify it a little bit. Simplify it. If we just love God and love people, man, I want to jump ahead to next week. I'm not going to do it. Okay, all right. Just simplify it. Just simplify it. We can love other people. We can love other people. But you can't do it in your own power. You need Holy Spirit power to love somebody else. And you can love everyone. And the reason why is because what's in you, what's in you, if you're saved, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And what is loving somebody else is not you. It's that Holy Spirit love that's coming out of you. And that is an expression of God's love for you. It's a big deal, guys. Big, big deal. So we can, so let's, let, let's, let's ask a question. Let's see if we've all learned something today. Can we love everyone? Say yes. Yes. We can do it. Let's stand. Let's stand. <clears throat> All right, so uh, this is our invitation. This is our invitation. 